1: All right, before we step away for the weekend, let's do the back half. Uh, So the governor is holding his daily COVID-19 update right now. It began at 2.30. I actually have it pulled up. Let's go live to the Thompson Center for the governor's daily COVID-19 update. Let's hear what's going on. you have seen over the last 48 hours, governors all across the nation have uh, come to terms with the idea because they've been informed, as I was, that uh, their vaccine distribution would be... uh, Uh, would be diminished by virtue of the deliveries uh, from the federal government being diminished. So uh, we still do not know exactly why. I know there's a conversation going on, it seems, as I can see in the press, between Pfizer and the federal government and maybe a disagreement about it. Um, But what I know is what I have stood up here and told you, and I try to be uh, as communicative as I can about what I learned from the federal government. Well, we appreciate that, JB. We'll uh, check back in on that a little later. Anything you'd like to say about what you heard there, Ben? Yeah, I um, I think
0: it's going to be a long time to, before the vaccine finds its way to you and me. <laughs> Let's just put it that way, you know? I'm not mad hey, about that. Yeah, uh, No, I'm not mad about it I, <laughs> not, I, I not recognize, mad about it. fully recognize uh, that uh, Dennis and myself are, f- like, we should be at the bottom. We are like... Uh, uh our services do not demand that we go out among the general public, that is uh, for sure, but uh, no, I, I'm just curious who is going to be uh, on the list. You know, now there's talking the, uh, of people who have to get it fast. Uh, so for instance, there's talk now that school teachers should get it, which is again, another mixed message, you know, Because supposedly going back to school is the safest thing in the world. That's what they're telling us. So now they're gonna put teachers at their front lines. Uh, so I, I don't I don't know how they're going to figure this one out. Uh, and it's, a, you know, Donald Trump, and he's, by the way, he is all over the map uh, uh, on the vaccine. On one hand, he wants to get full credit. Huh? Full total credit uh, when everybody's had the vaccine and people are freely moving and uh, stay-at-home orders have been lifted and folks are going back to work, restaurants are reopened. He wants all the credit for it. And yet, uh, so much of his base is opposed to taking the vaccine they still don't believe uh, that the pandemic is real so he doesn't quite know which way to go on this one D you know what I'm saying he huh. wants the credit habita, habita. But... <laughs> it's a habit a habit a. <laughs> Oh, my God. At the Republican Party, they don't know where to go. You know, they don't know whether to promote the vaccine. DB, Darren Bailey, here in the state of Illinois, won't be promoting it. But some presumably Jim Durkin in DuPage County would be promoting it. If you think the Democrats have problems with the split between AOC and the centrists, just go to the De- Republicans. But uh, at the moment, Donald Trump uh, is the Republican Party. He controls the uh, Republican Party. God, D. That story that popped on, on my uh, feed before we came on about the tens of millions of dollars that Trump has raised and there's very little oversight for it. Like, I mean, I'm not I got to bring in an expert. Where's Adolfo uh, El Dragon when I need him? Can he, Donald Trump, use that money for his legal fees? I, I don't even know if that's like who Donald Trump's attitude is who cares who cares if I? The law says I can't do it. What Donald Trump generally does is he does what he wants, and if someone doesn't like it, then he sees him in court. So you know, uh, El Dragon will be filing a suit against Trump ten years from now. Trump. <laughs> so yeah, he's re- he's unbelievable. He's uh, and that's the Republican Party. That's where they're at now. We gotta we have to like that illogical collection of lunatics. Uh, has as much power as the Democrats uh, in Congress when it comes to, just as uh, Miles was saying, negotiating a stimulus bill. And the Democrats have to figure out some kind of governing logic in all that. So, okay, uh, you say you don't want any money going to the assistance of cities and states that are on the edge of bankruptcy. Okay, we have to agree to that. Or you won't allow any money to go to individuals who, what, can't pay their rent, can't buy groceries. What a strange position we are as a country right now. We're just so divided on these basic issues. So D D, it's just like I listen to JB and I do have enormous sympathy for the guy. You know, it's like he's every day trying to be rational and uh upbeat, you know, and laying. I'm trying to be honest with you guys. Meanwhile, half the states got a Pritzker suck sign in yeah. their lawn because they don't believe the pandemic's real.
1: Tough going for JB Pritzker. Yeah, life's weird.
0: And I tested very positively in a in another sense. So this morning, yeah, I tested positively toward negative, right? So no, I tested uh, perfectly this morning. Meaning, meaning, I tested negative huh? uh, <laughs> look I, I share that with him i mean it doesn't make any sense you really, you know as, as a guy with dyslexia i get you donnie it's like the good thing is the negative thing but you would think the good thing is the positive thing but in this case it's the negative that's good i'm all mixed up good
1: <laughs> pritzker did announce <laughs> that he will be once again uh not delivering his updates daily mm. oh yeah uh, he said that they will only hold a press briefing when deemed necessary. Pritzker then gave us a bunch of stats. For instance, today marked JB Pritzker's 42nd consecutive day of press briefing since the fall. He said that. Yeah. He actually. And today was his 155th press conference since this damn dirty coronavirus began. All right, JB Pritzker. I say it again. I said it once. I'll say it again. He's doing the best job you can. <laughs> That's great. hasn't been dealt a great hand, and, you and
0: know. It's, it, it,
1: What's that? Oh, I was going to say, you did have some good news as well. Over 17,000 Illinoisans have received the COVID vaccine. And way to go, Illinois. Illinois has launched the largest housing assistance program in the country. So far, we have $190 million going to rental assistance. By the end of the month, it should be $325 million and $84 million in emergency mortgage funds.
0: Well, that's good news. But I, in general, I can't think of another crisis that we faced in which there's been so much division. I mean, JB, you can't find a Republican who'll get up there with JB Pritzker at one of these press conferences. You know, supposedly this is a very serious pandemic, supposedly this is a health crisis, supposedly this is an economic crisis. You can't find a Republican that'll stand up there with JB Pritzker. And uh, (laughs) it's like everything, is like climate change, racism, all these great problems that the United States faces, the Republicans deny that they exist. The pandemic, add that to the list. So how are the Democrats supposed to craft a bipartisan solution to a problem that the Republicans don't even recognize as a problem? That's a challenge. That's a real challenge. So, you know, it's it's, again, one more time, I have more sympathy for JB than, say, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, because she does not have to deal with that nihilistic opposition uh, to everything she stands for. You know, so uh, I I feel for you, JB. (laughs) I mean, he's not been perfect. He stumbled. You know? He's not a perfect person, you're saying? Yeah, he's not a perfect person. I'm... Not a perfect
1: person. Yeah, yes. No doubt about it. Well, hey, but um, he's trying. Let's uh, check back in on today's press briefing uh, from J.B. Pritzker. All right. Wait a minute. Oh, okay. I think it's over. <laughs> it ended. It's done. Okay. Well, that's okay. Because finally, right before a week of Ben Jarofsky shows come to a close, we have a little teaser for Tuesday's episode of everyone's favorite fictional Chicago political soap opera, A Mayor and Her Alderman. <laughs> a Mayor and Her Alderman. If you want to
0: talk about a separate issue, there will be a time and a place for that, but you are out of order,
1: sir. <laughs> the following comes oh from the Chicago Tru What? No, I just, I just think about that.
0: You are out of order, sir. We are not going to talk about that right now. And then the next day, she has a press conference, and she's all choked up with the police chief, and he's all choked up. But the day before, she's mad at Byron Sixo Lopez for even raising the issue. Somewhere between that point, where she was mad at Byron Sixo Lopez, and where she had the press conference where she was so upset about the issue, Somebody explained to Lori Lightfoot, uh, Mayor, this could be a public relations disaster for you. You know, forget the issue of whether police should be breaking into people's homes and subjecting them to cruel and unusual punishment, like having them handcuffed while they're naked. You know, forget all that. It's the public relations fall <laughs> backlash that you have to worry about. And so somewhere between I just, sorry, D that triggered it. Her lashing out at Byron Sixer Lopez for inappropriately raising this subject at a wrong time. And that press conference on Thursday, she had this massive transformation and all of a sudden felt tremendous empathy for what uh, had happened uh, for Anjanette young and what had happened to her so I Just really remarkable turnaround D in, not even 24 hours. Amazing. She must have taken some kind of empathy pill. Right. That's what she did. She took an
1: empathy pill. It's like science or something.
0: Thank God. Science <laughs> is back,
1: baby. Thank God it's back, right? Oh, Lord, Lord, the, Lord. The following comes from the Chicago Tribune. John Byrne and Gregory Pratt. With the furor over a wrongful Chicago police raid of a social worker's home and Mayor Lori Lightfoot's handling of the fallout showing no signs of abating, a group of aldermen today, Friday called for a special city council meeting days before christmas to try to order the city to settle the ease and stop any legal action against the woman the move came as lightfoot announced she had ordered the law department to drop its request for sanctions against Ann Jeanette young's attorney and it's time for a little alderman quiz here Uh-oh. oh all right oh. well you know this one alderman ray lopez ben what ward? come on one five stephanie coleman uh one six Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time here on the Ben Jarofsky Show, (laughs) Ben Jarofsky was wrong about the alderman. Stephanie Coleman is the 17th.
0: No, she's the 16th. David Moore is the 17th. It
1: says 17th here in the Chicago
0: Tribune. Well, they're wrong and I'm right. <laughs> David Moore is the alderman of the 17th ward. Stephanie Coleman is the alderman of the 16th ward. Stephanie Coleman's mother used to be the alderman of the 16th ward. She defeated Tony Folks in the election in 2019. Now you go wait, Ben. Wasn't Tony Folks the alderman of the 15th ward? Yes, she was. D very good for knowing that. But they redistributed the ward, and she went to the
1: 16th ward. So the Chicago Tribune is wrong, and I'm right. All right, I'm looking it up here just to make sure. Just to make sure. All right, Ben Jarofsky's right. The Chicago Tribune is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. My apologies. Wow, you're a dork. Okay.
0: <laughs> Somehow or other, that guy flip flopped.
1: <laughs> and obviously, Jeanette Taylor Ben what more.
0: Come on, JT. Twentieth
1: to zero. <laughs> Those aldermen and women filed Friday for a Tuesday afternoon meeting of the full council to consider an order to quote to the Corporation Council of the city of Chicago to hereby terminate any and all efforts against against Miss Anjanette Young and her legal team, as well as immediately negotiate, draft and do all things necessary to settle any legal action related to Miss Young. Yeah, well, that's that's what got us in trouble in the first place. And see,
0: I, we had this conversation yesterday with Byron Sitchell Lopez uh, and Lori Lightfoot, one more time, her career, her entire legal career, she's been a corporate lawyer. Corporate, corporate lawyers are looking out for the interest of their corporate clients. And anybody who sues their client, they're fighting them. They're gonna cut them off at the knees. I will take your car, I will make you walk, okay? And so that's the attitude that her law department had when Anjanette Young came to them with the lawsuit regarding the police pounding down her door, putting her in her handcuffs, even though she was naked. That was the attitude they had. And that was the attitude that she expressed in this press statement, where she said, quote, since this matter is the subject of litigation, I will have no further comment. So now there's pressure. Lori Lightfoot already had the press conference, even though she said she wasn't going to have any further comment, where she said how sorry she felt for Anjanette Young at that same press conference. David Brown, the police chief, said how sorry he felt for Anjanette Young. They want to reach out to Anjanette Young. Now it's like, uh uh-oh. You mean we got to pay Anjanette Young? You see, at least Laquan McDonald, people forget this. Mayor Rahm's corporation counsel said, look, boss, Let's give the family five million dollars. Let's sh- bury that tape. Let's just bury this whole thing. <laughs> Lori Lightfoot's law department. Uh-uh. We're fighting you. <laughs> we're gonna take your car. We're gonna make you walk. So now we are now. Jeanette Taylor and Stephanie Coleman and uh, who? Oh, who's the third alderman in this group? Was it Raylo? Raylo. Raylo. Wow, what a coalition that is. Uh, they're now saying, hey, make it right. And by the way, these are public dollars. And that's why what Byron Sixer Lopez raised the subject at the city council meeting, it was appropriate venue because he was being asked to vote on a settlement of another police abuse case. And so when Lori Lightfoot chastised him for raising the subject of police abuse in general, she was wrong and he was right. Because at some point when the city council is being asked to vote to approve a settlement, it's incumbent upon the city council, the Alderman to say to the mayor, what have we done to change the culture that leads to all these abuses? And her response to Byron was to say, shut up, sit down, you're out of order. How are you ever going to change anything (laughs) when your response to criticism is shut up, sit down, you're out of order? That's sort of like their attitude toward uh, the teachers. Shut up. Go back in that classroom. You're safe. We told you you're safe. Get in that classroom right now. So, yeah, that's interesting. We'll see where they go with that one. Because that's what got us in trouble in the first place in this thing. The city was determined not to lose
1: this lawsuit. All right, our live stream chat of the day, by the way, goes to Michael Girardi. Our live stream chat comment of the day goes to Michael Girardi. Michael Girardi says, Lori saw the video last year, but she didn't like it, and she didn't inhale. Very <laughs> <laughs> funny.
0: That is funny,
1: man. <laughs> Lori,
0: Lori Clinton. <laughs> uh, you, <laughs> yeah, it's only appropriate. Lori. You remember when Lori Lightfoot asked that really probing question? Of
1: Hillary Clinton? Do you remember that? So, uh, you know, now she's inhaling like Bill Clinton did the, in the The o. probing question. So uh, what is going to happen next? Well, I guess we're going to have to wait until Tuesday for another episode of A Mayor and Her Alderman.
0: <laughs> A Mayor and Her
1: Alderman. <laughs> I,
0: I want an answer. It's not
1: something <laughs> you ignore. I
0: think you're 100% full of shit is what I think. If you
1: say, "No
0: offense," fuck you, then. <laughs> Who are you to
1: tell me? By the way, that's not how no offense works. You can't say no offense followed by the most offensive thing you could say to someone. <laughs> i <It's sad. laughs>
0: Raylo. You know I love you, but Dennis has got a good point there. Just saying, Raylo. You know, <laughs> you're always welcome on this show. Many of my lefty friends don't like it when you come on the show, but you're always welcome on my show. But Dennis does have a good point there. How did you go from sharing stories over the years to deciding uh, to write a book? Good question, Mayor. Good question. Uh, still not a good question. <laughs> oh, if only Lori Lightfoot was as, you know, caring for Ann Jeanette
1: Young as she is for uh, Hillary Clinton. You know, maybe we wouldn't be in this situation. Oh, and uh, one quick thing here as well kathy on the live stream chat how's it going kathy uh she had one quick question for you and it's a question that we've always been asking you here because we never know because boy you are always just flipping (laughs) and flopping so we may as well ask before we uh head out for the weekend when it comes to mike madigan (laughs) you on the bus or off buddy uh who asked the question?
0: Kathy, did you say? Kathy. Uh, yeah, Kathy, uh, I am currently on the bus. I always get confused, like, on the bus? Does that mean I'm like a former against them? That is has to explain it to me. Uh, <laughs> you know what those poor teachers at Evanston High School had to put up with. Oh, this one here. Uh, social promotion for this one. But, uh, yes, I am uh, on the bus. I think the Democratic Party uh, is committing a bizarre form of suicide by clinging to to Michael Joseph Madigan. And if you don't believe me, listen to Sarah Bingaman uh, from The Boonies. And she talks about trying to get uh, quote unquote, independents and Republicans to consider voting for Democrats and their response to Michael Joseph Madigan. So yes, I'm on the bus. I even wrote a I wrote, even put that in a column D last week so it's in writing not that it matters. Oh, yeah 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 nothing
1: it that matters. <laughs> Let's really highlight that part you said there. <laughs> But anyway, I am currently on the bus. All right. Remember, everybody, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows, guest interviews, <laughs> Benny J bonus interviews like this weekend's Benny J bonus interviews at the Chicago Reader website and wherever else you download your favorite podcast. Find us on social media at Benny J show, B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J show on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Send us an email, Benny J show at Gmail dot com. And you can call us six658. Four seven eight eight. That number again, 708-658-4788. We would love to hear from you. And if you listen on the download, hey, check us out live sometime. You know, 1 until 3 p.m. Central Time, Tuesday through Friday at the Chicago Reader YouTube channel. And Ben, one more time, run down that holiday uh, schedule we got planned. Oh my God, there's a lot of people on this schedule. Well, uh, no show. Well, basically, the plan no show Christmas Eve, no oh, show that's Christmas Day. Okay, I was like, I'm going to read
0: all these names. No show oh, New Year. You want them. When I sent you the picture, ugh, it's chicken scratch. I was so proud. I go, D, look. I'm so happy. Now you know what my high school career was like. I turn it in, teacher, look. Looking for an approval. I can't read this. So, no
1: show <laughs> Christmas Eve, no show Christmas Day, no show New Year's Eve, no show New Year's Day. But as always, we will have something available for you to download, Every all right? Day. Including like an interview with Del Marie Cobb, DMC, um, and Mickey Dumkey. Mick Dumkey, so much. Oh, we have a lot of stuff planned here. So, don't worry. You'll have content when we are away. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you.